Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. John Gillespie is going to come by. We're going to talk on Lee 11. He was out in Oxford for that competition. We've got some guests coming up over the next couple of weeks, so stick around for that. Anyway, D-Line's post-spring report card. Um, offensive. First of all, I'm just get this out of the way. Offensive and defensive line in the Southeastern Conference, if you can pick up defensive and offensive linemen that are quality, you do it, period. This is a league that has and always will be won on the line of scrimmage. You know, checkmate, end of story. I will hear no argument to the contrary on that. But defensive line-wise and the front, let's say the front four, because I do imagine the front four of the defensive line will be Cedric Johnson, J.J. Pegues, Josh Harris, and Jared Ivey. That front four is fine. Absolutely fine for what they want to do. If, and if nothing else, it might surprise people how good that front could look. The problem lies in the backups. The problem lies in, I'm not going to say quality depth, but proven depth. That front four, absolutely fine. The question is going to be the backup. Xavier Harris at nose guard, I'm happy with that. That, that is absolutely fine. And Jamon Gordon at three technique, you kind of know what you get with there, but you would like to have a little bit more, as we talked about in the previous segment. But at the defensive end position, it's the reason they're recruiting Isaac Ukwu. Because it can get scary. A couple of injuries at defensive end, and you're, you're bare-bonesing it out there. And that's weird. DJ Holmes is going through his situation at the moment. We don't know how that is going to go. Chamberlain Campbell, who he should be in in a couple of weeks. But he is a true freshman. Six foot seven, but a true freshman. So whenever you look at defensive linemen and defensive ends, you know, J.J. Hawkins maybe, but he's in the transfer portal, I believe. You know, if you look at the defensive line roster, I mean, it's 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 – not great. Cedric Johnson, Josh Harris, those are fine. Jack Brown maybe could step up and have a role as a defensive end in this defense. Jared Ivey, love him. Um, J.J. Hawkins, I mean, he has to step up. If Is he going to stay in, on campus? I mean, if you look at this, it can get a little bit unnerving, for lack of a better word after you lose players like Tawan Malone. And that lets you know why people are freaking out about this team, okay? The people that freak out and you're like, wait, what's going on? It's because of stuff like this. You can look at the defensive line and look at nose guard and say, okay, there's a two deep there. We are good there. After that, you know, Jamon Gordon I like, but I don't. I want, I want more. Defensive end, I want more. Jack position, I want something. So, when it comes to a report card of this defensive line, it's at best a C. And honestly, when you look at this defense overall, you're not going to get much of a higher grade than a C. Because of this defense being recruited to run the Chris Partridge 326 type stuff. This is a team full of defensive backs and undersized linebackers and things like, like that. 
And that was a detriment to a defensive line if you're going from a three-man front to a four-man front. This transfer portal kind of is what it is. It's not something that's going away. There's no sense crying over spilt milk. Just make the best with what you have. That, that's, that's the rule of thumb going forward. Make the best with what you have. I talked all the time that Lane Kiffin does not see this as a program. College coaches don't see it as a program anymore. Whenever Billy Brewer was up in the towers on the practice field, he was trying to build a team that had a, a group of redshirt seniors that could compete at the highest level. That doesn't really exist anymore. There's the 2023 team. Next year will be the 2024 team. Next will be the 2025 team. And other than a couple of players and some continuity of things they're doing, that's not going to change a whole lot. Look at the coaching staff turnover that has happened at Ole Miss. This team is constructed in an interesting way. They're going to try and maximize it. But understand that there will be questions on this defense that need to be answered honestly before the Mercer game and definitely before they go down to Yulman Stadium to play Tulane. Because Ole Miss should beat Tulane 99 times out of 100. But we saw them play against Jacksonville State. We've seen Louisiana Tech come into Vaught-Hemingway Stadium and put it on Ole Miss. That one is always a possibility. Tulane's a good team. They don't have um, that running back that was so good, and they don't have several weapons. They're not going to be the same team that played USC in the Cotton Bowl. But this is going to be a well-coached Willie Fritz team, and Ole Miss needs to be ready to go. And then you have Georgia Tech after that, and then Alabama comes, and it's time to get serious. There's a lot of question that needs to be answered earlier than it was, honestly, last year. And one of those is defensive line and establishing just a two-deep of players that you can count on. When Cedric Johnson or Jared Ivey need a break, you need to put somebody in that the drop-off is not going to be severe. That is what I'm talking about. And I think they can do that. And I think they're trying to do that in the transfer portal. They're shopping for depth. Now, occasionally there's a player like Isaac Ukwu that they're going to shoot their gun on. But they're also looking for depth. Is so-and-so in the portal better than the second teamer that we have currently? Questions like that are important. And I think Lane Kiffin can pull it off. Genuinely. And I think that Ole Miss football will be better for what they do in the, over the next two months. I honestly believe that. So we'll see exactly how that goes as well. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the Mississippi high school talent that is being developed and kind of the role that the Mesh Academy is playing in it because the Elite 11 being in Oxford, that's not really a surprise thing as the talent kind of warrants that happening. And a lot of that has to do with what Mike Espy and Shea Hodge are doing down in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, so stick around for that. 